You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate mm-hmm. and to edify believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac Hayes, Anthony Hayes, Bowen Roban, and Aubrey Box. Guys, Hallelujah. what's happening? Glad to be on the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. I wonder where you were. You all right, boy? <laughs> Jesus is happening. <laughs> right. There you go. I was about to say, boy, the Pentecost was to come out. You, boy, you, I, 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 <laughs> he, he had to kind of tap his head, you know, kind of get it out, you know. <laughs> man, that weather changed quick tonight, said, huh? Bruh. I was sleeping, man. I heard the thunder. I woke up. It was dark in my house. <laughs> Bowen, Bowen has a, a, had a cold start this evening. <laughs> Cold start. Yeah. What you mean? Getting out of bed and coming over here. Oh, bro, I could have stayed in bed. <laughs> Something just woke me up and said, get out of that bed. It was me. I called you. <laughs> no, I was out of bed when you called. I got you. I got I you. I was out of bed. <laughs> but uh, it's all good, though, man. Hey, the Lord gets... Guess the Lord says we need some some wet weather. I mean, uh, I looked around, I said, "Man, I said I better go pick up my windows up." Oh, Me too. Yeah. I was in here getting ready. You know what I say? What's that? Let it pour. Let it pour. Yeah. He said, yeah. "I get to stay home and read." <laughs> right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, so, you're gonna mess with mud, boy. That's as bad if you go work tomorrow. Hey, hey, Arby yeah. gave me three more books that he had. Books. Three more books for me to read. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Where you got them? Yeah. So I kept some of my my Bible. Okay, I had Bible classes all throughout high school. Uh-huh. So I had a book for each class, and I kept all of those. And they were about the kings of Israel, um, Bible doctrines, and others. And they were really good, so I kept them, and I gave them to Bowen. Wow. He's studying them now. Bowen is going to be full of knowledge and ain't going to know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come talk about it on here. Hey, I, hey, t- the, I tell you one book. You know, one. You, you one book you need to read. You need to go. Uh, you need to borrow when I'm done, I, or after Boogie's done. The Light of Liberty by Dottie Swaggart and Jason Nichols. That that's a good book, man. I, I'm I got some of the last chapter. I, I got I got ten books. I'm gonna order from Jimmy Swaggart person. Cool. Well, Bo's gonna come. We gonna have to call him the professor. After yeah, all. man. We have to go to his library, man. Yeah. And so, then, so, and then what I want to do. What I want to do, I want to take some money out of the money I got saved, and I'm going to order the rest of my, the rest of my commentaries. You should come put them all over here. And I'm gonna, I told, <laughs> hey, I told we can, Arbor, we can have I, them over here. I, I told Arbor, I'm going to build me a bookshelf against, against one of my walls, and I'm going to fill it up with books. Hey, every Christian should have a Christian library. So, yeah. so, so. I only need one book stand with one book. <laughs> so Ar- Arbor's got the rights to all my books I got, but he don't use them. So, so, so on a different note, cause we, anyway. have, we have we have some guests that we're going to introduce in a few seconds. But before we do that, um, we got these uh, these coasters right here, and uh, he t- asked me to give him a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Mister Warren uh, from M and W Laser uh, Engraving and Cutting. They went ahead and did these things for us. Uh, we went ahead and uh, yeah, look at Boogie Boogie's Boogie's all you know. He's <laughs> presenting it like a. Uh, <laughs> like a model, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he went ahead and do this for us. Uh, he's also making me a Cajun conservative cup, so we want to give him a shout out, Mister Warren. We appreciate you and we thank you for what you're doing for uh, Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative Show. Thank so, you very much, Mister Warren. So you're a good man, bro. He is a good man. I mean, he donated all this time and effort for our cook off. Uh, mm-hmm. Bowen didn't win the trophy. Wonderful so, you know. job. Wonderful job. So, 
So with that being said, we've been talking and we have guests waiting. How uh-huh. rude of us! But Phil, Phil yeah. should know. Uh, Phil should know what we we have. Yeah, he, what he, happens he, at the cage? Because I mean, at, over here, the brothers just searching. He should knows we're uncivilized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. But with that being said, with that, pardon us. With that, so with that being said, we want to welcome Mr. Phil and Pam Kennedy. They are uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Phil is a um, a recording artist. He was here to talk about his album last time. But this time we're talking about something different. And um, they just came back from the, the great country of Mexico uh, presenting the gospel. And they were filling out Jesus' commandments in, Matthew, in Mark chapter 6, uh, 16, verses 15, which says... And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So, uh, Brother Phil, Sister Pam, welcome to Brothers Just Searching. Thank you so much. I, I, I hope, I hope, y'all, uh, I hope y'all, y'all had a good dose of laughter as we started this thing. Well, look, I can tolerate y'all if you tolerate me. <laughs> well, I've been tolerating you for a few years, so I'm just saying, you know. Hey, look, 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 look. We know the true victim right here is Miss Pam. She has, she has to live with you, Phil. So, you know, we just see you once in a while. And then, survive. And then, and then she come here and look at us. I, I mean, yeah, it's, we that, scary. Yeah, that that's a horror movie. So <laughs> now, now you've been thoroughly welcomed. <laughs> You're doing the interview over the phone. I wanted to break her gently to y'all. <laughs> yeah, she would have walked through the studio door, and, and Miss Pam, you probably would have—you probably would have got right back in your car and left. Yeah, been a rough, you know, a rude awakening. So, but with that being said, uh, again, welcome to the podcast, and uh, how y'all doing out there in Baton Rouge? Pretty good, just like you, looking at that crazy weather moving in and out. Yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Miss Pam, I got a, I got a question actually before we get into real deep theological talk and everything that goes on. How's your how's your life with uh, Phil? How's your life with Phil? Is, is it is it a uh, is yeah. it all smooth sailings or uh, is a rough river? And, and you gotta remember, you're a Christian now. Don't lie. God's <laughs> <laughs> been in it from the start, um, and, and he's just, he's bringing us through. He's a long way. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're both in that sanctification process. Like we all are, but no, it's been good. That's awesome. That's awesome. You, you, you know, some of us don't. We got it all together. Some of us. You wish. Go <laughs> talk for yourself, please. <laughs> I, I think I repent. I just <laughs> So with that being said, um, let's go ahead and talk about your trip. We will have some photos uh, at uh, in transition uh, as we talk over your trip. But uh, before before we even talk about the trip, what what led y'all to Mexico? What was what was that? Why why Mexico, and why why do y'all focus so like to bring Bibles out there? Well, she said God was in it in the beginning because number one, neither one of us had ever been on a cruise, and I had my time on the ships in the Navy, so I had never planned on going on a cruise. She said she mentioned the cruise, and I was like, no, I I had my time on a ship. But as we talked about it, it was like we never, both of us have never done that. That would be a first for the both of us. So that's what we did on our honeymoon. And then we both just said, you know what? We're going to put Bibles in our suitcase and take them with us. So sometimes when we say Bibles, like back then, it's easier to travel with um, Brother Swaggart's expositors of New Testaments. They're the most quality uh, New Testament out there that I could find. And they're like 20 bucks a piece. 
so that was pretty affordable. But you know, you bring a hundred of them, you're paying two grand. Right. You know what I mean? So we would bring what we could in suitcases, and on our honeymoon is where it started. The first, very first guy that we gave a Bible to, uh, the ship first stopped at a little place called Progreso, Mexico. And we got off, and we were going into the market to walk around uh, from the docks. You come, the bus drivers pick you up, and you go down the dock, and then they drop you off at the market. But before I got off the bus, I said, I'm going to give one to this driver here. Well, we gave one to the driver, and he was, like, confused, like I was trying to sell him something. And you got to use the word gratis, gratis, which is free, you know, no charge. Zero dinero, you know, gratis. And made, made sure that he understood it was free. So that was the first one we gave out. And as we were walking off the bus, uh, I want to say a late teenager, early 20-year-old girl came and got us and said, he wanted me to tell you that he didn't understand what you were saying. But we could see the man was crying. And he said, this is the best gift anyone's ever given him. Oh. Mm, like, we were instantly hooked. You know, this is what we have to do. And so you wouldn't think such a simple thing that we all have dozens of laying around our house would change somebody's life instantly. But not having a preacher or a people knocking at my door or passing out gospel tracts involved, the Bible has always been number one on my list of things to do. But that's how Mexico got involved. The very first trip was our honeymoon. Wow, and and, and uh, Sister Pam, your experience on that? How how did that, you know, how did you feel when you heard the young woman say, "Look, that's the best gift you ever have." As a, like Brother Phil just said, as a, as a Christian, we have tons of Bibles in the studio alone. We have almost seven to eight Bibles here alone, and we're not here all the time. How do you feel as, as a missionary to hear that from someone that that has to treasure God's word when they get it? If you would have seen his face. Um, and the tears and just the gratitude. Um, and I don't speak Spanish at all. Um, Taco Bell Spanish, basically. Uh, <laughs> I see um, the Holy Spirit just moving on him. And like Bill said, we were we were hooked like right away. And we are so spoiled here. Um, I mean, we can get a Bible at the Dollar Tree. I mean, seriously, they just sit there and collect dust. Um, but this man, um, receiving that, um, um, expositor's new Testament, I mean, think about it. He has in his hand, every verse explained to him and pointing him to the cross. I mean, that has the potential to change him and change his whole family. And, you know, it's a ripple effect. So it was, it was the start of, of Thing I, I still can't even wrap my mind around. I, I can sit here and talk about it, but I got to tell you, I still just can't believe it. I mean, it's it's amazing what God's doing. So you could say the moment he had that Bible, the moment it was given to him, it was it was for sure gonna change his generations, not just affect him there and that day but it was going to affect his children and many generations after him we have to believe that or or why would we do this we have to believe that the harvest 
it's ready and and it's and and we're in the harvest right now mm-hmm. so yeah that's why we do what we do you know um i i kind of I, I followed jimmy swagger and them a lot but the last two months when they do the bible town uh i bought bibles to ship overseas to people and i usually spend about a hundred dollars to do that so i buy between four and five six bibles to send over there and uh and I know that those people need those Bibles. Those people need to know the Word of God. And I just believe that God put that on my heart to do that. Well, so let me help y'all give you a little picture of how this happens. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll go through a little more history of how we wound up with um, 6,000 Bibles to pass out all of a sudden. Yeah, please tell us that. Because we started with about... 27 or 30 in our suitcase and walking through the markets and passing them out because on a cruise ship you don't really get much fellowship time you get off the ship and you got to get back on it and you or they'll leave you so you just get a couple hours to walk around and then um and all that so you know we made a couple of cruises we took bags of bibles down i'll tell you one thing pam and i was carrying three or four heavy bags of bibles um to go pass them out and we had left our little room on the ship on another trip here i'm telling you about and uh we we got to the elevator and she was like oh i forgot something i'll be right back so um i set all the bibles down and just stood there beside them in their bags and uh she went back to the little room to get whatever she had forgotten well this man come walking toward me and he was staring at the bibles now, we always worry about customs. We're always worried about the police. We're always worried who's going to receive what we're doing and who's going to take them from us and confiscate them, you know. Mm-hmm. But this guy gave me the eye, and he started walking toward me, and I just knew it. I said, this guy's he's about to take all these Bibles from us. And he said, what you got in the bag there? And I said, they're Bibles. We're going to the markets to pass them on. He goes, Bibles. He says, oh, man, that is great. He said, um. He just lightened up all of a sudden. He said, y'all missed the Bible study last night on the ship. So just through through her forgetting something in the room, we wound up getting information from this guy where to go to the uh, workers' quarters and pass out Bibles to the servants that work there. Wow. They said, leave one in our office so everybody can read it. That's, that's That's God's providence right there. That's... That's God. That's God allowing something to happen that you might think, oh, that's the inconvenience. But in the background, God is working to get a connection and to give his word to somebody. Yeah. And that was just the one trip. And then one time we got off the ship and we were just um, two of the girls had gone with us. So we were just like, okay, we got to find a cab. We're not going to walk all over Cancun or Cozumel. Actually, we was on the island of Cozumel. This is where we met our first connection to the the Lord connected us to a pastor down there, Pastor Samuel Chan, and he's he's such a sweet man. We know his family. We've been to their home several times eating, and uh, whatever they feed us, we eat it, and even if it's staring back at you. <laughs> and, you and, and so we took this cab ride, and it was like you get off the, the ship, and there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people standing on one big sidewalk trying to get a cab, right? And then so you got dozens and maybe a hundred cabs in a line 
for people trying to get in them and get about their activities, what most people go down in Mexico to do. And so I just started praying and I asked Pam, I said, let's just lean right here against this column for a second and let me observe. And it was like the Lord told me to do that. And immediately I spotted way across the crowd of all the workers, a man with a clipboard. And it was like, God said, that's the boss. That's the supervisor. So I kind of made my way toward him as he was making his way toward me. And I grabbed him. I said, I need a cab and I need an English speaking cab. He goes, oh, I think I got one. Oh, it's the next cab. So God took me right to the next cab, Pam and I. It was an English-speaking cab. Wow. So then we in it and we say, we want a church. Oh, no, we want a Pentecostal church. Right. And the guy's like, oh, I'll take you to my church. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. And so we were driving, and he was like, first I want to take you to this other church. And we were arguing with him. We are like, no. Or I was, because I think he was talking Spanish back and forth to me. I was like, no, we just go to your church. That's okay. But God was in it. He's like, no, I want to go show you this people that got a little um, um, Iglesias, Philadelphia. And he had a Bible college over his little church. And I mean, his church is no bigger than our house. It's a very small little building. So he stops. There's a guy out on the sidewalk. We get out of the cab. They go in and get the pastor. He comes out. He had a, one of his college students uh, from Cozumel there. He actually could speak English. So he interpreted for us. I just told him, brother, I know you don't know us. We're from America. We introduced ourselves. We would like to bring Bibles to your church and come here and preach and, and help you in your Bible college. So we left. That was it. We just met this guy standing on the sidewalk. Wow. And, and the cab driver took us to his church. But um, long story short, we get back to America and we wound up connecting with Pastor uh, Samuel on Facebook and all. And he invites us to sing and to preach at his church. And we took 127 Bibles. And that trip was a nightmare of its own because everything that the enemy could throw at us, short of sinking in a ship, which almost happened in the middle of the ocean, and Pam falling twice in the airport and getting hurt. We missed a flight in Miami, which I've been flying for 40-something years in the music industry. I've never missed a flight. So this was just time and time again, the enemy trying to stop us from getting there. We get there, the Bibles are gone. They're on another flight. They had made it to another airport. We were in a hotel room with no clothes, no luggage, no suitcase. We get up the next morning, we go search down the airport and get the Bibles. There they are. So glory to God, you know. And we get to the church that night and we sing and we preach and we give out 127 Bibles. I remember the number. I mean, it's weird, but you think about... Um, you spend $20 a piece for them. Each one means something to you. You know, that's a whole, that's a soul that you're reaching with every little New Testament that we used to buy like that. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the last four and a half years of our life. Um, we've dedicated, done everything we can to make trips like that. But that trip, after we sang and preached at night, and went to dinner with, with Pastor Samuel and his wife and the kids over at his uh, sister's and mother's house and all. Um, he said, we have five other churches. We want you to come back and sing and preach. We're going to invite you to all of them. Well, we get back to Miami airport. We're just celebrating it, but we catch COVID and the nation shuts down. So we were, we were shut down for two years or more. And then I made a mission trip up to the mountains. Um, pastor Donnie actually donated 50, uh, new testaments to the mission trip that 
I made because Pam couldn't make it because she had surgery. And then um, I had a trip back, which that trip, the 10 days in the mountains was just awesome with all the children and all. We got to have a morning service, singing and preaching, playing games with the kids. Then we'd walk the mountains all day and invite the families down to an evening service where we'd pass out Bibles. And so I did that for seven days, actually, straightly preaching and all. And then um, I had another trip right after that where I was invited so that um, I could meet with all the pastors that we've been praying for two and a half years for a shipment of 10,000 Bibles to be sent for us to pass out because we're, you know, we're dedicated. We're serious about what we're doing. And we finally, through the ministry, got approved for what they call the first shipment. And your first shipment is, I guess, where they try you to see, you know, are you really doing what you say you're going to do? Where are these Bibles going? And it's a smaller shipment of 6,000 Bibles. So over the a smaller shipment, it's not 10, it's not 10 or 15,000, which the bigger shipments are. But yeah, it is a lot of Bibles. There's no complaints here. So um, they, they approved us of that. And this last month, um, they sent the 6,000 Bibles, came all the way across the ocean. They went all the way to Veracruz to a dock, which if you look Veracruz from Cancun, it's a 40 hours journey on a bus. I can tell you for a fact, cause I've been there, <laughs> been on the, but um, it's a very long way from Cancun. So that truck gets them off the ship and it drives it all the way to the docks of Cancun. And then a smaller delivery truck gets it and brings it to the actual church where they un all the men unloaded and we weren't even there. They just showed us over Facebook. They unloaded them all and stored them in our French church where we had one of our services. So this last trip was awesome. That How many family. boxes was it? 500 cases. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. Five, six pounds a piece, those men unloaded for us. Those men down there are dedicated. Their wives are dedicated. The families that feed us and keep us, they have nothing and they demand to give us everything. You don't dare offer them money. You, they just give and give and give. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. This last trip, though, um, I'm going to stop for a minute and let Pam talk or let y'all ask questions because I don't want to tell the whole story in one breath. But um, it, this last trip was just amazing. Mm. Wow. Let me ask you a question. Y'all don't have any trouble with the law or mm. any of the religious leaders there pretty much? One time on the mountains. Um, really? Wow. Ran by... Uh, well, the bus I was on was boarded several times by armed guards, but they're looking for illegals. I was the only gringo on a bus full of um, 45 uh, Mexicans, men and women, and they would walk right by me and, and start questioning some of the other guys because they weren't wearing their mask or this or that, and they'd want their ID, and they had their machine guns with them and all this, and then they'd get off the bus. But not once did I get bothered. And... Um, once on the mountain, there, the Chintopec is the little Puebla that I went to up in the mountain, the little village. And it's ran by witchcraft. That's mm -hmm. not ran by the Catholic Church. But it is ran by the government Catholic Church. But they allow them to have the Nahuatl tribe to have their own religion, which is, uh, which is witchcraft pretty much. And it's called a witch doctor. Oh, the wow. lady, there's a woman, she was the head of all of the village of the witch doctors. And... The last night in Chintapet, which was Christmas Eve, 
um, a year and a half ago, the Lord allowed me to be led to the very top of the mountain where her house was, which we weren't permitted to go because there's a big government sign that says government property. It's in Spanish, but it says government property, no um, evangelizing, no Bibles, no guns on this property. But I walked through the gate. The man came down from his house and let me in the gate and she wasn't home. The head witch wasn't home. But through a Mayan interpreter, a Spanish interpreter, and the Wapsal tribe interpreter, and me, the English guy standing there, um, I led an 84-year-old man to the Lord my last day in Chintepec. Mm. And he was crying for a Bible. He said, my wife will not allow one on the property. I've been praying for a Bible. God sent you here. And I said, I know he did, sir. I wouldn't have come all this way if I didn't know God sent me here. And we prayed with him. I confirmed that he believed Jesus Christ was the son of God. I confirmed that he believed Jesus died on the cross. I confirmed that he understood only the blood of Christ will wash his sins away. I confirmed that he believed that he rose from the dead, and that he was God in the flesh and that he sits on the right hand of God and that by believing in him, he could be saved from his sins. And he confessed all that and prayed with me and we rejoiced and we left. And the Nawalta tribe interpreter said, when your wife is at her witch doctor meetings on Wednesdays, come to my house and I'll read the Bible to you. Mm. Thank God. God. And Go ahead. So yeah, the only trouble we had, because when we were leaving, she came home and we got, she spit at us and we would say Jesus and she would cackle and spit at us. And three times we mentioned his name and she gave us the same response and locked us inside the gate. And I unlocked it and let all the girl told the women, you go, let's get out of here. And then I locked it behind me and she was laughing as we walked away. And so that was really the only um, person that would have loved to do us harm. I had several told us, no quiero, no quiero. When you ask them about Jesus, it means I don't want, I don't want. So a lot of the elder people were stuck in their religion down there. But um, you love them, you take a picture with them and you tell them, I'm taking this picture with you because every time I see it, I'm going to pray for you. Wow, wow. So, Ms. Pam, Pam, uh, Brother Phil just gave us the breakdown of all that. Um, what, what's the process of, you know, because, like, he, he briefly said that um, y'all had to go through, like, hey, this is what they're really going to do. At the ministry of Brother Swagger, what is the process to get Bibles? Um, like, is there paperwork or is there, there there's, there's certain questions they ask? Do, do you have to be a certain person to do this for another country? Oh, honestly, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of paperwork and a lot of back and forth um, and everything. But but honestly, I mean, I want to encourage anybody who's listening, if you have a heart um, to distribute um, these Bibles, um, just pray and ask God, you know, where he would lead you to go. Um, and, and, and the Lord will open the doors and, you know, connect you with people, pastors, um, churches, um, and all you do, all you have to do is, is ask, ask the Lord and, and he will lead your, you and, and guide your steps. I mean, for God to do this for Phil and I, um, it, it, it's a miracle. And when I say I'm like a, a nobody, I mean, I'm a stay at home mom. I've been a stay at home mom since my, um, third, uh, child was born, um, 24 years ago. I mean, I can't even get a job at Albertsons right now, y'all, but God, 
yeah. open door wide for us to give out these Bibles. And everyone we passed out, um, um, we just, we just um, gave them and gave them and gave them. I mean, thousands. And we got our pictures taken with them, and and they were so happy to receive. Um, but honestly, I just want to encourage whoever is you know watching, listening, whatever, to ask God. I mean, these are truly the, the last of the last days, and and we need to be um, at work um, and doing the work of, of the Father right now, right now today. So. Amen. So with, with that being said, we're gonna we're at our thirty minute mark, so we're gonna go ahead and take our break. We'll be right back with Phil and Pam Kennedy as they talk about their recent trip to Mexico to hand out Bibles through uh through Jimmy Swaggart Ministries. They 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 donate that to him. Uh please stay tuned. We'll be right back in a few moments. How you doing everyone? Isaac here and I am with Phil Kennedy. He is the artist of the center of the door album that I have in my hand right here. And uh Phil, thank you for coming by and just wanted to ask you a little bit about your album and does this tell me a little bit of information which you uh how what led you to make this album thank you brother isaac i am a songwriter mostly and firstly i'm a preacher of the gospel so the lord has always blessed me it seems with a song with a sermon with a sermon for the song and that seems to be how it started when i first started preaching so you know before you know it you've written way more songs than you have sermons and I just like to get a little group of them together now and then. It's the songs I've been singing as I travel to Mexico and this place and that and preach, uh, Oklahoma or wherever else the Lord takes me. And um, I sing those songs. So I put a little CD together. Hey, look, I'm going to be honest. It's a great album. Look, even my friend Scott Ford, I sent him uh, a digital copy of it, and he loved it. He said he, he loved the album. He loved the way you sing. And uh, it's a real big blessing. It's a good blessing for us, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I know that it's available in the digital world. It's available with me physically. If you just uh, message me or try to friend me on Evangelist Phil Kennedy uh, Facebook and uh, the other information, I'm sure you can you can give them. All right. Well, we know for sure it's on Apple Music and it's on Spotify where you can find the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Go ahead and look it up after you listen to our podcast. Go listen to a little bit of Phil Kennedy's album, Center of the Door. You'll be blessed. I promise you. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. Before we move on, I do want to go ahead and show you all Brother Phil's album. Uh, Center of the Door by Evangelist Phil Kennedy. Uh, you can go ahead and find his album on Spotify, Apple uh, Music, and other digital platforms. But if you want a physical copy, go look up mm-hmm. uh, Brother Phil's uh, ministry page, Evangelist Phil Kennedy, uh, on Facebook, and he can get with you and show you how to get one of these uh, CDs. Uh, I don't know about y'all guys, but the last time Brother Phil was here, um, he blessed us with a couple of the songs. Uh, Phil, I think you sung almost all of them, correct? Yeah, I think you made me sing the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mind, though. You didn't I'll mind, you. though. <laughs> it blessed my spirit. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. It was a blessing, man. We enjoyed it. We really Some did. beautiful worship. Yep. Yep. But uh, me I like, and uh, Brother Phil, you're, you're just not in the Christian world. You're also in the conservative political world now because not one hoof. <laughs> Brings me back from my first segment on the Cajun oh. Conservatives. So, Amen. 
But uh, but with that being said, go check out his album. Like I said, if you have Spotify or Apple Music, uh, we we went ahead and picked that up. It is on my list on uh, Spotify. And uh, before we get into the Bibles, Brother Phil, I will tell you one thing. The song "More Praise Than Problems" came to my heart the other day. And um, I was mm. just I was just soaking up the spirit here in that song. That that's one of my favorites on your album. Mm. So much. I mean, it's uh, it's important that we try to take that um, to heart and the words. You know what it says is I tried to cover so many scenarios in life that could hit you, but the truth of the matter is that Jesus covered all those scenarios on the cross. There you and go. He, like our friend at church says, he did the hard part for us. And you just, he, he's worthy of our praise in season, out of season, lift him up, praise him. I was praising him on the way home. I took a pretty big fall at work today. I mean, I've been hurting from my neck down to my toenails, Ooh. but guess I got into the mood of thanking him and praising him on the way home and asking him to just move into the car and be with me on the way home and, 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 and get me through this little bit of a hard time I was going through. And that it i'm not gonna say it works like it's some kind of trick but it works you know well, yeah it, it's true that when you're at your lowest you you the most humble humble at that point and god really is near to those who are, are lowly in spirit and humble well where does he live where does he live in our heart in our heart mm-hmm. that he inhabits the praises of his people Amen. his praises but uh, but yeah, that, that's that's some good music. Go check it out. Uh, let's get back to the topic. And um, you know, uh, I, I believe this is going to encourage people tonight. You know, the devil has been hit, try to hinder us, try to hinder y'all tonight. And I think the Lord just giving somebody a breakthrough uh, right now because there, there's a lot of people in this world that need Jesus. And you know, like I said at the beginning of the segment, you and uh, you Phil, you Sister Pam, y'all um, y'all are really doing Ma- uh, Mark sixteen fifteen. Uh, y'all going to the world and preach the gospel and it's a small part of it, but y'all y'all doing a great work there. Um so when we came back when we uh at the end of the um uh, the first segment, we talked y'all talked about how the church has unloaded five hundred cases of Bibles and they stored them. Um what what happened when y'all got there, Sister Pam? What what was the, the reaction of the pastors um that when y'all showed up and uh, you, uh, we was talking, and you said you got some gifts and all that good stuff. Uh, but what, what, what was that? What was that like when y'all got off the vehicle? When y'all got out the vehicle, and y'all y'all saw them Bibles there, and y'all knew, hey, it's time to get to work. It's time to get to work. It was like um, a huge stack boxes on top of boxes. I mean, like I said um, at the beginning, I'm still. Um, having a hard time taking it all in and I was there um, but it's just hard to just wrap my mind around all that God's done and all doing and all that he's going to do um, but yeah um, everyone was grateful and I just want to you know thank everyone who gives the Bible um, they're doing uh, Genius Wire Ministries is doing their share now but no they no they don't First, I don't even know what day it is. Um, but the first of the month, they do their Bible thumbs. But I just want to encourage you that that these Bibles are really going to people. Um, this is a real work of God, and you know, it maybe you can't go 
um, maybe, you know, you're limited um, physically or, or whatever it might be. But I mean, to even buy one Bible, um, you don't understand the impact that that's going to make. And it's going to change that person's world. I guarantee that it will. But um, yeah, I, uh, just the gratefulness of the people. Um, like I said earlier, I don't speak Spanish much. Um, I can order at Taco Bell, barely. Um, but I could sense that just, you know, the spirit, uh, the spirit of, of God on the people. And just, we had that and we have Jesus in common. And so, you know, just even a simple smile or um, gracias or, or, you know, and, and they're just so grateful. Um, so it's it's a great work that's going out right now. It's and um, it's just spreading like like wildfire. Mm. Amen. Amen. Now, now, how do how do y'all hand out these Bibles? Because you know we have pictures, y'all. Y'all, you're kind of like in a church service. Um, do y'all do like a crusade where y'all set certain dates where y'all have to be there? Um, I, I know, Brother Phil, you probably sing out there and preach a little bit. Uh, how does that work? I, I even see the picture of Sister Pam. You were ministering a little bit out there. How, does, is y'all distribute these Bibles in church services, or what was the process for that? Well, let me tell you how what what happens, uh, Isaac. We don't do anything. And that's the truth. I don't even know how we got these Bibles. <laughs> we, the Lord does it. It's pray, believe. Be sincere that you mean what you pray and ask for, and God's gonna God's gonna show up. Because we just started taking Bibles on the cruise, like I said. Then we started flying and paying for the airplane. You gotta tell them how we walked, pretty much walked right into that pastor. Yeah, that's that's yeah, where I'm okay. getting at. So God does all this. We do, God set up the taxi stand that day. God set up meeting Pastor Samuel, who introduced us to the man who is happens to be, by the way, his brother-in-law, who let us store these Bibles and unloaded the truck for us at his church. Who, by the way, let us come have a church service at his church, who, when we got invited, just happened to be. Now, if you want to go ahead and believe that, you believe that, and I'll, I'll say you some good swamp land in a minute you can build a house on. But God set it up after two and a half years of praying that the date we happened to get the airplane tickets and go down there, every assembly of God pastor in the whole state of Quintana Roo yeah. was going to be in the building that night. Wow. How could we have touched that? Because we couldn't have planned that. Yeah. Only God could do that. So when I went to the mountains, um, I was with a man named Gerardo um, Cortez. So he, he had um, invited, he's the director of missions over the assembly of God over the Caribbean district. Oh. So he, but he was at this conference where that over, it was supposed to be four to five to 600 assembly of God pastors in one building in one day. Again, there's no way that that just happened to be taking place the week we got there from Monday through Friday. And we landed in Tuesday, I think. Right. So we landed Tuesday, Wednesday, we were in an auditorium with over 300 pastors that night they brought us back and we were in an open field crusade like you said setting where they took us up on stage gave me a little picture with an award that they gave me for the mission trip just because everybody had received one 
that got to go and I wasn't there when they handed them out as a COVID. But it, that had nothing to do with the Bible part. But we happened to be up on the stage and they introduced us to the point where I was able to get up on the podium and tell them that we represent Jesus Christ. We do not represent Jimmy Swagger, that we love Jimmy Swagger and he loves you, but we're here to talk about Jesus. I'm not here to be introduced to you. I'm not here to build a church or to do anything other than speak about sola la cruz, sola la sangre, sola Cristo. Only the cross, only the blood, and only Jesus Christ. That's what I preach there, just like I preach everywhere else. Because they need that, brothers. They need that. And what I told the Lord a long time ago, y'all use that term wildfire. That's exactly what the Lord said to my heart. Those are the exact words he said. Because I was like, God, we're coming to a little place where they have church six nights a week. And they sit in church for three and four hours praising you, worshiping you, and singing songs. I said, why am I bringing these Bibles here? And he said, just start what you have. My word is going to spread across that land like wildfire. And so why I've been faithful to this because of what he spoke to me that day. I've been faithful to the few Bibles. And when he came through with the 6,000 Bibles, and all of a sudden we go there, and to answer your question, number one, let's give the Lord all the glory, first of all. But we would not have been able to do any of these trips without Zuri and Daniel my interpreter and her husband and their little podunk broke down hoopty that they drive us around in. And I'm not saying that insultingly. I'm saying it that they don't have anything and yet they offer everything. They have a little broke down car to come get us at the airport. Every time I've come to town all these years, every time they've driven five hours one way to come get me in a car that has no air conditioning, no headliner, no spare tire. The exhaust is coming in the window and them and their baby is riding in that heat and in that dirty car. That's what they offer us, but they offer it gladly. They won't take gas money. I have to leave it on their console when I get out at the airport when they drop me off at the end of the week. That's how it's happened every time. I have to just leave pesos on their on their console. But Zuri and Daniel come and get us Jerry and Daniel drive us to the home where we're staying. Mm -hmm. Fernando, Lupita, and Fernando Jr. welcome us in their home and feed us all week. Mm -hmm. We left the case of Bibles in their house because they only let evangelists come and stay at their house. So now every evangelist that comes through there is going to get a Jimmy Swagger Bible. Jerry and Daniel drive us to dinner, drive us to every church service, drive us to the open field service, drive us to the next day service, Say, hey, we want to take you to the beach and show you the beach. We're not there to go hang out at the beach all day, but we go for an hour or so and see it. Then we're done. We're ready to go and do work, you know. And they drive us everywhere in that little car. Try to keep it clean. Daniel was gone for hours going and having the car cleaned. And if you saw the car having it cleaned, we didn't even notice it was cleaned. Because it's just that old of a car that these poor people are driving us around in. What is it, a little I have no idea what it is. It's just a tiny, it looks like a little Chevy Chevette or a Ford S, one of the old little uh, two-door cars with, with, like I said, it's it's in rough shape. I think I think we have a picture of that. Uh, like I said, LB, LB got a few of the pictures. He's probably going to be showing on the screen as we talk. 
Uh, but it, you know, I want to bring this up to the to the guys right now. But brother Phil is saying these people are doing this. They love the Lord so much. You stay over 15 minutes at a church, people start getting anxious and they want to get out of the church over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it just... That's not, that's not what gets me. You know, I understand them people staying in the church for hours, you know. But it's what he's talking about. These people ain't got hardly nothing. And they offer everything. Yep. Give everything. They give their lives to do the work of God. In America, we have brand new vehicles. We got homes. We got, we 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 blessed right here in America. But it's like, you know, the way Phil's describing this, it's like I, I look at this and I say, man, I said if America ever gets to that point where we don't have but what Mexico has, those people in Mexico have, and we'd have the same thing, people would seek God a lot more. Mm-hmm. And people would serve God more than they do now, you know. And and, and it just it, it tears me up when I hear that, and I look at the country I live in, and I look at the direction this country is going, and I look at the church, even in looking this at cur- ourselves, and, and and just looking at things, and I say to myself, I said. What's going on, man? Well, you know what's sad is, Bo, and I, I, I don't know, I feel led to say this. I guess it's because I'm a minister, Brother Phil's a minister, Boogie's an associate pastor, and we all ministers on this podcast. You know, when you hear somebody's in the hospital, or even, look, let's even use uh, Brother Phil's example of when they, they got to the, uh, from, the, uh, from the airport and his family drove five hours away. Five hours? Sometime in America, the pastor would say, hey, I got a, a minister coming from wherever. Yeah. He's going to land in the airport. He's only 15 minutes away from your house. Can you go get him? And <laughs> some Christians would be like, 15 minutes? Don't you know I got I to gotta do something like that? It just, mm-hmm. the, the, the willingness to serve. Serve. Exactly. That's what and I'm saying. You know, hey, look, I, we, we, I hate to say it, we became lazy here in America. Lazy. We became look, lazy and sloppy. Lazy and sloppy. That is a great way. But you know, you're hearing this in Mexico as a Christian, you're like, man, I wish we could have that. We can. We can. Exactly. Unfortunately, I think a lot of times, look, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not uh, advocating for, hey, we all go take out all the chairs at New Beginning or at Coda Homes mm-hmm. and sit on the floor. But at the same time, you know, are we are we sowing into these, uh, sowing into ourselves the word of God? Let's say, like, hey, Brother Phil, I want to ask you that. The family that, that, that was traveling with you, they had Bibles, or did, did y'all give them a Bible this trip, or how did, did they had a word of God in their home? So, so um, his mother, Daniel's mother, is uh, has a church in Avila Camacho, the five hours away. It's a little Puebla that I've, I've preached and sang there a couple years ago. And um, this is where, or a year and a half ago, this is where they come from and— so yes, we sent two cases with them, which is 24 Bibles. And there is a picture of them. When I said in the picture on Facebook, every member in this church now has a Bible. That's the family there. And so this is one of the cool things that's going on. Since we've left, God is still working, of course, right? Yeah. We're getting pictures of Bible colleges where every student now has the expositor's Bible, police officers, like you said, families out on the farm, 
uh, churches. And most of these churches that we made sure got 24 Bibles each, two cases each. And then um, that was one day we passed that. I was going to tell you that real quick, if it's okay. Yeah. The first service we had, we gave out um, two Bibles to every. So we gave out 600 Bibles. Now, I'm going to tell you, the Lord told me to bring a thousand Bibles, and that's what I asked them to do. And they didn't because they said, no, there's only 600 pastors. And wouldn't you know, we ran out of Bibles. So we had some that said that we said, please come back tomorrow night and we'll make sure you get a Bible. So that was over 600 Bibles given out in that one day. And then. And they were the still ne- wanting. Huh? And they were still wanting. Still wanting more, yeah, because they their only pastors got invited to this service. So we gave two Bibles to each pastor so their associate could have one. And so then the next day we had a service at um at a church. Um Brother Mariano, who was like my guide and kind of helped me up in the mountains. Um, Brother Mariano and his daughter Delia. Uh, Delia, they, they're just such a sweet family and they, they love Pam when they finally got to meet her. But we went and sang and preached at their church. That's where you see Sister Pam up ministering behind the pulpit there. So we, we preached there. They gave us so many pesos and offerings. I'm not saying this to be sorry. I just want y'all to know the facts of life. We were broke. When we went to Mexico, we didn't have any money. Uh, I had to put the whole trip was $1,400 on our credit card. And I had $200 in the bank and that's all I could afford to take with us. But don't you know the Lord just don't, we just believed in him. We knew he's gonna do and we got there and we got home. I deposited $237 back in my bank account from people giving to us while we were gone. So, you know, these people just blessed us. And then the next day we had the church service where the uh, 159 pastors wound up showing up. They got 24 Bibles each, two cases each, because they are most of them have Bible schools in their church. So all of their members, all of their associates, all of their teachers, and all of their Bible students, which is probably 10 or 12 students in each church, maybe 15, get an expositor's Bible. Do you understand that this isn't just us giving a Bible to a pastor and to his student. This is a student who's studying to be a pastor and go open a church. Right. Now having the Expositor's Bible as his foundation Mm -hmm. and and drawing them from the Catholicism of all the years of teaching of religion of what I call idolatry and paganism Mm -hmm. and the black magic and all that. It's the the same as Catholicism to me, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but that's just the way I feel. The same beads, the same incense, the same candles, the same statues. Mm. It's just it. Okay. So um, um, I just want you to know that at that last service where Pam and I stood arm in arm, took 159 photographs, passed out uh, 5,000 or 300 Bibles, something like that, in those, in, by the end of that last service. We were tired, but we were so full of joy and so full of happiness. That's my point with Zuri and Daniel. No one knows all they did to make all that possible. (laughs) Nobody knows how much they give and how a week of their life they sacrificed to be 
in Cancun, five hours away from home with their little girl, who's only four years old, I think, maybe five, four, five, four years old. They have her out on the road a week to just help us continue the calling that God's put on our life because they are both ministers. And now Zuri is one of the Bible college students that her whole class has an expositor's Bible. Mm-hmm. Let me say one more thing real quick. I know I'm long-winded, but this is a lot to put down into one little podcast. Um, Zuri and Daniel's old car go fund me. Please look that up. And if you can give $10, $20, $100, I only need 100 people to give $100 to buy them a car. That sounds ridiculous, don't it? That's not much. Come again with the uh, name of that fund. Zuri and Daniel's old car. Go fund me. How how, how are you going to get the money? Go fund me sends it to me. Yeah. So so what go fund me is, is you go, you go to that link, you donate a certain amount of money and they'll send it to Phil and Phil will send it to the family to buy a brand new car. No, we're going down in July and buying this family a car. The The Lord is doing it. And, and we would have never expected the first week that we started the GoFundMe two weeks ago. We raised over five hundred dollars. Amen. Wow. How much? Are, how much short right now? If you don't want me asking. Oh, uh, it hasn't been much more than that. We got another eighteen dollars uh, deposited today. So I know ten thousand sounds like a lot to a lot of people, but like I said, it cost us fifteen hundred dollars just to go down there for a couple of days. And our trip in July, we're going on a, we've already been invited to two inland churches and way five hours in and then two hours farther to another church and then to uh, Zuri and Daniel's mom church. So we got our churches already lined up to pass out Bibles and sing and preach um, and meet other pastors. See, that's our goal is to, when we go sing and preach, we say, hey, will you please invite some local pastors? And that's how we meet new people and keep it going and help people and, and continue but when we go in july and the latest i want to go the first week of august but it's the intent of preaching and buying them a car i know the lord is going to provide so praise how how much money you need for the car though well um i would say eighty five hundred dollars is going to go for the car and maybe the whole ten thousand if i if i can just depends on how much personal money i have saved up by that time i help you out I help you out with that, yeah. Bo. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some money, but I was just wondering how much you need. Um, man, sure. I wish I could get the money. I'd just send you the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we would, I think we would all love to just send ten thousand dollars to you if we could. Mm-hmm. And what takes a lot of people to do some little things to make a big thing happen? You know, amen. Be a hundred people that would give a hundred dollars. And it would be done, or it could be 500 people, you know, that would just give $20. I think that's how the math would add up. So you see, it's really not a lot of money we're asking from any one person. But believe me when I say we're not going to deposit this and keep it in our bank. At the most, I may be in a financial bind to have to buy my plane ticket to get there with some of the money. But all of it's going to buy them a car with air conditioning. This is what I'm praying for, guys. So I want you to agree with me in prayer. Air conditioning. I, small white van with a spare tire and a gas can on the roof with air conditioning. 
Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. Axe and Faith, he's going to give it to you. You know, Phil, you were talking about Bibles a while ago, how those people are getting Bibles and stuff. And it's like something came to me in my spirit. Every family in, in America probably has a Bible in their house. You know, they have a Bible, whether they're reading it or not, most of them Bibles are probably sitting on shelves collecting dust. They're not opening them. Probably people that go to church that claim to know Christ are doing the same thing. You know, people are not thankful that they have the Word of God. And they don't have to go without it like people in other countries like, you know, like China and Japan and, and all these countries that, that ain't got Bibles, you know. They can't get a Bible. It's against the law for them to have it. And right here in America, every family, Phil, I have probably eight, ten Bibles in my house alone. You yeah. know, and I, I read three of them, you know, but they all, I'm, all, I'm reading different books. Hey, and think, think about it too, though, Bowen, on that point. Why do, like, like look, I'm, I'm guilty of that. That's why I'm saying that. Why do we go ahead and pick up Bibles? Oh, man, I like the cover. Oh, I like this. And look, I see Brother Phil's pictures and Sister Pam's pictures. I just... I, I, I scream for joy when I see it and it, just the reaction of the people that are grabbing it and they're hugging it. They're hugging that. And and that's I wanna go that's... I wanna go to Sister Pam for that, for example. Sister Pam, I, I know I know you're you're a woman and you have a woman's heart, you know, you, you you're probably sensitive in a couple of areas. What do you what do you feel as a female believer in Christ? When you see a, be, a believer that didn't have this, didn't have the word of God, and clenching onto it and don't want to let it go, I I don't have words really. I, I just don't have words. Um, it makes you want to be more. Um, you want to be more. It would make um, you cry. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just, I just encourage everyone to, and to donate these Bibles. I don't know um, if you all heard this, but just Sunday, the pastors at Family Worship Center were talking about how they just um, passed out um, Bibles in Pakistan. Yep, yep, and yep. That, Pakistan, y'all. So, um, mm. yeah, it, I can't. I don't have words to describe the feeling but it's just joy it's joy because you know the impact that it's going to have and i know in my own life the expositor study bible real quick um it changed my life i mean i had been in religion um and i had um unfortunately read the message okay i don't even want to talk about that we'll forgive you we'll forgive you I remember when I sat down and, and I promised the Lord I was going to read all the notes. I was going to read it all. And I remember getting to the last page and I closed it and I just broke down. I was like, Jesus, I know you better. I know you better now. Because every verse points to Calvary. Every yeah. verse points to what Jesus did for us on that cross. And it just brought everything into perspective and i just remember how grateful i was so so when i see these people receive those bibles i remember that day i read that last page in revelation and i remember just knowing so um so yeah it, it's 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 heartbreaking it's 
It, you know, you know, it gets me. It just you, you got you got so many people in America that don't know what they got in their hands. Exactly. Thank you. So they have no idea what they're holding in their hands. So you said you said such a simple statement that I think that we um, just let it roll off our tongue and don't have a clue what we're saying. My brother back there that finished his cake, he said the word of God. Mm-hmm. How do we just say that nonchalantly that we have the written, spoken word of God in our hand and we ignore it? Yep. It, Phil, you, you said a mouthful when you said that. That word that we have, that yeah. word that we read every day is the same word that God spoke everything into existence. The yeah. same word. It didn't change. And it ain't gonna change. As a matter of fact, I got a I got a bishop that works at the school with me. He's a bishop. He's building churches. He's building churches all over the place. And he's opening these churches. And me and him was talking today. And I mentioned to him about the book of Acts. I said, Do did you read the book of Acts? There's no amen at the end of that book. He said, No. He said the book of Acts is not finished. It's still being written yeah. today. And, and if you if you think about that. And when he said that, man, it it, did, it it brought chills to my back. It, chills ran down my spine because the Word of God, that Bible that we read, is the true Word of God. Yeah. It's the breathing, it's the breath of God that spoke that yeah. Word, man. It's the breath of God that spoke that Word to men, and they wrote down exactly what God told them to write. Yeah, the word, it's living and it's active. It's active, the that's word, right. The word it's is living, alive. It's alive, there you go. It's alive. It's been rolling over in my spirit for weeks now. The Lord had me set up to preach it in the prisons, but they've kind of changed their schedule on us, and we ran out of time. I didn't really get to preach too much this last week, but he, he's been saying to me, in the beginning was the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then the word himself spoke to us and said, I please the father because all that I have heard from him, I do. I do not think of my own, but those words that I hear, I speak. And those works that I see, I do. And I'm going to send you another comforter. And he's not going to do anything of his own. But that which he hears, that's what he's going to teach you. And he'll teach you all things. And here we're holding that in our hands. Amen. Amen. The living word that was in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the same in the beginning was with God, all things made by him. That word, we're holding it in our hands. When I used to be in Bible college, they say, you take that a little too literal, Brother Phil, and I would be like, (laughs) I don't think so. No, you better take that word literally, buddy. You better take that word seriously. Because I tell you what, when you're going to stand before the Lord on Judgment Day, when you're going to stand before him, that same Bible you read, that same Bible you hold in your hand, the same Bible, he's going to show it to you. He's going to say, here's my word. Didn't you read it in my word? He's going to show it to you. He has that Bible, buddy, and he's going to show it. So, so we're we're getting close to wrapping up this podcast, brother Phil and sister Pam. Um, you know, uh, I want to go ahead and give y'all uh, a, a little bit of opportunity just to go ahead and speak to the audience. And you know, if they have any questions about the missions in Mexico, where they can find y'all and where they can ask questions. Pam, tell them your Facebook. Huh? Facebook, your Facebook, right there. What is it? 
um, just Pam Kennedy. It's Pam Kennedy is um, her Facebook. And then you can look up Evangelist Phil Kennedy. And if you run into a bunch of other Pam Kennedys, I don't think I've ever run into that problem. Uh, just go to mine and then you'll see that she's one of my friends and then you can contact her that way. But um, what I would what I would do is I will um, repeat what Pam said. Don't be afraid to at least give one Bible a month. And that's 12 Bibles a year. That's change of probably a person, maybe a family, maybe a community, maybe a church, maybe a whole village. You don't know what what that money's going to wind up going to whether Africa or China or Europe or now Vietnam or Pakistan or Mexico or Chile or Brazil or Colombia or Nicaragua. We don't know. Just give it knowing that you're giving it confidently to send at least one Bible. And then don't be afraid when you know someone's for real doing the work of the Lord. And I'm saying this not sternly, but sincerely you yourself can't afford to buy plane tickets and go and fly and go pass out Bibles. You work, you've got a family, you got little children. Everybody has a reason. You're older, you're, you're not as healthy. Support someone that is. And I'm not begging that for myself. I'm saying support someone that is. And I will again say, if Zuri and Daniel had the car they need, the car that the Lord is going to bless them with, they are doing the work of the Lord by distributing Bibles down there, but they cannot do it in a little two-door economy car that's falling apart, that even the exhaust is coming in the window, and they got to ride with the window down because they don't have air conditioning. And this is coming up on June, July, and August in Mexico, and we got a lot of work to do down there. So if you want to go, Zuri, Z-U-R-I, apostrophe F, no, Zuri, Z-U-R-I, Zuri and Daniel's, with an apostrophe F, old car. Zuri and Daniel's old car, go fund me. And when you find that account, like I said, I don't care if you can only give $10. Um, I, I won't say give five if you can do, but they take half of that. So, you know, they take a portion. That at minimum, they're going to take like $2 and something. So... Give $10 if you can, give 20 whatever you can afford to give. Let's get this car for these people. So when we go down there, we're putting cases of Bibles in their car, not just us all barely squeezing in their car, and they put this luggage rack on top, and you never know what you're keeping or losing. So we just want to do the family a blessing. We want to bless their hearts and let them have something that they could have never expected would come to them just by all the last few years of dedication they've given to us of driving back and forth. You'd add it up the last four and a half years of driving back and forth and coming and getting us um, and giving and giving and giving. We just want them to have safe, comfortable travel. That's all we're asking for, not a Cadillac. The safe, comfortable travel. Amen. Well, Brother Phil, Sister Pam, we want to thank y'all for coming on the podcast tonight. Uh, I know y'all supposed to be here in person, but um, like I said, it was challenging tonight. The devil was mm-hmm. trying to stop us, but guess what? Greater is he is in us than he is in the world, and we still got the opportunity to speak with y'all. And look, y'all doing a great work there. I want to encourage y'all to keep doing what you're doing. Y'all say y'all going back in July. We're gonna pray for y'all guys. We're gonna uh, say that the you know the Lord's gonna bless y'all and keep y'all, and He's gonna win many souls to the kingdom of God. Mm. Let's pray.
Yeah. We so, so brother Phil and sister Pam, uh, Bo wants to pray for y'all guys. Uh, if y'all don't mind. Thank you. Go ahead, Bo. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, who come to you, we lift up, uh, brother Phil and sister Pam. We lift them up to you, Lord God. They're doing such a great work in Mexico, Lord, by giving out Bibles to these people. Lord, I ask you to keep opening those doors and that you give them more and more Bibles that they can hand out and that they can share the word of God with these people. These people need salvation, Lord. And Lord, intervene and make it possible that every person in Mexico that lives there would get a Bible and would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And bless Sister Pam and, and Phil. Bless them. Bless them abundantly, Lord God. And the car that they, they, they're asking to buy for these people, I ask, Lord God, that you'll come through and you'll provide the money. You'll provide that money that they can buy that car, that those people can do the work for you, Lord God. Those people can do the work of the Lord, which is what they're doing. Lord, you make it happen. We believe you. We trust you. And we know that you can do it. There ain't nothing too big for the Lord. Nothing too big. And, Lord, we ask this, and we ask you, Lord God, to bless this podcast. We ask you, Lord God, that more and more people would listen to us and hear the word of God, hear the truth, not lies, but hear the true word of God. And I thank you for Phil and Sister Pam, and I thank you for the brothers here in this podcast. That's all a part of my life, Lord God. I thank you. And I give you thanks, praise, and all the glory, Lord God. Amen. 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 So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, again, Brother Phil, Sister Pam, thank you all for coming on. You're welcome anytime. It was really wonderful yeah, to have really, you. It was a good interview, a good a good time to hear what the Lord's doing. Uh, just a quick no boogie. I was, I was thinking about that while talking about this. I wonder what Win, William Tyndale and, and Martin Luther and remember the men that Mm-hmm. That that made this into modern English to mm-hmm. where what they would think what they would think was going on exactly. today where the Bible exactly. that they helped construct which ultimately led to the King James Bible right. to yeah. see how it's, reform has see gone what it's through. doing see yeah. what it's doing I right. just right yeah. I wonder if the Lord said hey look down look what's going on what's happening look yeah. at Mexico there's Bibles yeah. in the past right. never, never and because thought. because you you stood out in faith yeah yep. so never with that know. being said we want to thank you again for listening to the uh, listening to brothers just search and remember check out Phil Kennedy's album Center of the Door on Spotify and on uh, Apple Music you can also get the CD from Brother Phil himself at Evangelist Phil Kennedy on Facebook go check it out it'll be a blessing to you also pray for them and look every time brother swagger them has the bible stones if you can please give a little bit and also go check out the uh the zoe and daniel old car go find me account zuri zuri yeah let's help them out daniel zuri and daniel's old uh go find me account go ahead and check it out uh we will be sharing the link on our facebook page as well uh go ahead and uh help them out well so with that being said we want to thank you for listening to brother just search remember jesus christ is king he's coming back he's coming back soon so don't be fade of heart because jesus has overcome the world you want to know jesus your lord and savior reach out to us at brother just searching podcast at gmail.com want us to team up with you and tell you how to make jesus your savior and heaven your home till next time brothers and sisters you be blessed